Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about a common dining table question, and that is, what made us settle on cow's milk and chicken eggs as our standard milk-egg combination? Yes, sounds like a great breakfast. Uh, it's a really good question, but let's take them separately, shall we? So what do you, which one do you want to start with? Okay, well, let's start with ELI-5 for chicken eggs then. Aren't there lots of other animals that produce eggs that are edible? Totally, totally. But chickens are ridiculously productive and really well adapted to confined spaces. So essentially, it's because they can be you know, raised very quickly and they have a good size to egg produce ratio as well. Chickens can readily be raised in warm coops, uh, no matter the temperature outside, and they can also be given common, inexpensive feed as opposed to the more expensive food for a lot of other animals. Well, aren't there a lot of other animals that also produce large quantities of eggs? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. There are totally other animals that produce clutches of edible eggs, including everything from turtles, geese, quails, and some more esoteric ones like ostriches, for example. Animals like ostriches produce really large eggs, but it also means they make less because a lot more energy has to go about to make them. And they're also more difficult to control if you've ever seen anyone trying to control an ostrich before. <laughs> yes. uh, quails, on the other hand, uh, lay very, very small eggs and eggshells are brittle, so they aren't really great for consumption and as a store of nutrients, even though they are quite a delicacy and they do taste really good. Uh, geese tend to live closer to water, and so they are harder to raise in the more inland country farms. How about ducks? Why not ducks? So ducks could be a close competitor to the chicken, since domestic ducks lay nearly as many eggs as chickens, and it is possible that they could be bred to be as tolerant of confinement as chickens. But the problem is ducks still need water to clean themselves, while chickens clean their feathers with dry soil. So in modern times, it is possible to keep ducks indoors and use pesticides to kill things like feather mites, but chickens have improved breeding because that just wasn't possible in the past. Chickens will also more reliably nest in a given space, even if they are allowed a free range. With ducks, you'll likely have to go and hunt for their eggs. So why is it that chickens are so productive? Well, the chickens we think of today are descended from red jungle fowl. So in the forests where red jungle fowl originated, occasionally all the bamboo would drop a lot of edible seeds at once. So what happened was that the red jungle fowl, they evolved to run their reproductive systems really excessively fast when there's a lot of food around to basically take advantage of the bamboo seed crops. Oh, I see. So if you have a chicken and you feed it a lot, it'll basically lay a lot of eggs because its biology thinks the bamboo seed crop just came in and that means a lot of eggs for your kitchen. Okay, so let's turn to milk now. How do we settle on cow's milk? If I apply the same criteria from chickens, it does seem odd that cows are very large and difficult to manage compared to other alternatives. You are right that cows are much larger than other livestock that produce milk, and that means they also yield lots of milk. The only thing bigger would be the bison, which is bred in some Midwest states of the United States, but bison are also much more aggressive and difficult to herd compared to cows. So with size also comes the advantage of there being fewer animals to milk and provide veterinary care for. 
Would you say there's another alternative in goats for milk then? Ah, go goats do work too because they can eat any kind of vegetation. But if you have access to quality pasture and land with lots of grass, cows are much more productive. Then there's the other thing we haven't mentioned yet is that beef and cow leather are much more highly valued than those products from goats. How about the fact that cow's milk isn't homogenized? Oh yes, so to explain, uh, milk often is homogenized in a treatment that prevents a cream layer from separating out of the milk. However, cow's milk is not homogenous in nature, which means that the cream and fatty components in the milk rise to the top. Is that a good or bad thing? Oh, it's very good, because it can be separated and then turned into something like butter. And this also adds another reason as to why cows are favorable to other animals. You know, sheep and goat milk is actually naturally homogenized. And this means the butter fat does not separate from the milk, whereas cow milk does separate. So this allows for much easier production of butter. And butter was one of the more valuable commodities in the ancient world, which like was fat for cooking. Sorry to go back to this, but goat's milk is pretty popular in some parts of the world, right? Yes, that is true. In some parts of the world, people do raise goats for their milk because they are better suited to the rocky terrain and because some people just prefer the goat milk and meat. Uh, but I guess I'd say cows pretty much have the best traits to fit with human diets and is pretty much all packed into one big animal. Uh, you can still make butter from goat's milk, it just takes uh, longer to separate it all out. Uh, also, that butter has a lower melting point. Okay, since we're on butter, can you explain this thing called the butter line? Oh, that's an interesting one. So there's this concept of the butter line in Europe, where as you go north far enough at a certain latitude, people's preference for cooking fat changes from olive oil to butter. Somewhere around, uh, you know, the, the line around northern Italy, southern France, and like halfway through Slovenia. Basically, after you go far enough north, uh, butter left out at room temperature will last most of the year, but closer to the Mediterranean, it will spoil too quickly to be useful. Isn't it also because you can't grow olives up there? That's absolutely another reason. And also, butter was considered a thing for the rich in Southern Europe, while oil was considered a rich thing in Northern Europe. I see. Now, a final question going back to the egg topic we started with. How do farmers control whether a chicken lays an egg for eating or a reproductive egg? And how can you tell which is which? Oh, yes. Um, so chickens lay eggs whether they are fertilized or not. So the easiest way to make commercial eggs, or eggs for eating as you said, is to basically not allow the male roosters to mix with the female hens. But during production, eggs usually are quote-unquote candled to check their quality. If you need to check an egg, you basically just hold it up to a bright light. Got it. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you have suggestions or comments. And please do take the time to leave us a review on iTunes if you get a chance. It only takes two minutes and it helps other people to find our podcast. As always, thank you to the community at r slash explain like I'm five. And we will see you all next week.